You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. Hey guys, we're really excited to be coming up on our one year anniversary with the podcast, The Real King. And we're hoping that you'll all join us uh, this December 8th at 6.30 p.m. at the Christian Family Center at 8600 Burnell Drive. Um, There is postings on every social media outlet that we're on, so feel free to go to those platforms, like and share. Uh, We're inviting you all to come out for a a night of worship and praise, and we're going to glorify the Lord together. What better way to close out this year than to do it in unity? So we look forward to seeing you there. So, is it just me, or have the holiday season not really coming up to par yet? So, I've talked to multiple people. <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of sentence fragment? Fragmented. Usually, usually uh, she's like, uh, <laughs> so few word to trick. The holiday so, season, not when, part when yet. When Joe tells me to just operate off the spirit, it's, it's that like, is Heidi winging it right yeah, there. It's like everything she said, she just brought from Google Translate. It's literally me just grabbing things out of my brain to formulate a sentence. Mm-hmm. And that that is this is why I don't wing it. I'm not a winger. Not a winger. Why say many word when few do word do trick? <laughs> this is the opposite of that. What I was trying to say is Does it not feel normally by November first, I am festive. We we've only had one small snowfall and it lasted like eight hours. Mm-hmm. That's probably part of it. Do you know what seems odd though? Is that I feel like everybody else is early this year. Yeah. I don't celebrate Halloween at all. Right. But there was all the the people in in October did their trunk or treats like two weeks before. That's so weird. There's also something with time, though. Like in this particular 2023, like something with time. It's Antichrist spirit. I've talked to multiple people. I'm going to be fully honest. I forgot, like last week when I was doing stuff at work, I forgot it was Thanksgiving next week. Yeah. And like that is how crazy like the time thing has been. And then so I'm on the phone to a coworker. And when I said it's Thanksgiving next week, she's like, are you kidding me? And like had a full meltdown on the phone. And so it's not just like our little area. Like it's like... at least two state wide. It is early this year. <laughs> Thanksgiving is uh, like a. Sometimes it's like on the twenty eighth, twenty ninth. Like is it? Yeah, but this year it's on the twenty third. I mean, it was because you're deer since hunting. This is always... a week after Thanksgiving. <laughs> deer hunting always starts right after Heidi's birthday. It's always like within yeah. a day or so. Yeah, it doesn't feel early. Maximus and I. Crank 98.1 Christmas tunes opening deer season. Is it on? Nope. What? See, something's happening. I it's an Antichrist you, right? spirit. I ask you, though. 
Remember, I was like, is 98.1 right. playing Christmas music yet? And you were like, they, I don't know. They always start the opening of deer season. And they have not started. But you say it's Antichrist spirit, but like more people. Have you seen, like, I live on Christmas Lane, apparently. And so many people decorate and all, have already started. Like, I think they're taking advantage of the nice weather. And then, like, they can decorate if you drive right around... Now. People have had their Christmas trees up for weeks. Really? Yes. I haven't seen any. I know people that have been putting theirs up. Can you do me a favor? No. What? Can you say picky pickle people? Picky pickle people. Really? You're just going to say it without any flaws whatsoever. Say it twice fast. Picky pickle people. Picky pickle people. <laughs> Why? No, I can't do it. Picky pickle people. I can't even say it once. Picky you just did. Picky pickle what people. I Picky pickle people. Pack a pack a pickle pickle people. That's what it feels like. I had Jasmine do it, and somehow PP got in there, and it was hilarious. Hmm. <laughs> Picky, what is it? Picky, Picky pickle people. Picky pickle people. When you first told me, I was talking to somebody, and they said that their family is picky pickle people. You said it very quickly. <laughs> yeah. And then you were like, say that 10 times So fast. that's not even like a like a fun tongue twister. So I'm on a phone conversation and the woman on the phone said, yeah, we're very picky pickle people. See, she just did it again as if that's not difficult to <laughs> say. Because her mind's in a different place. Oh, <laughs> She's I, just repeating. You know that people are listening right now and they're like driving down the road like picky pickle people. <laughs> And as soon as she said it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that needs to become a tongue twister because nobody's going to be able to say that multiple times it's fast. It's difficult. Hmm. Yeah. Which one is the one that you did recently? Uh, bread and butter pickles. <laughs> I love them. I like no, the spicy ones. Bread and butter pickles? That's disgusting. I like the spicy ones, too. I was talking about your tongue twister. Oh, not the, the recent pickles I did? The picky pickle people? No, <clears throat> the one that you just recently did with Joe. Unique New York. Unique New York. You, I can't do it. Say it three times quick. No. Do it. Just do it. Or red leather, yellow leather. Mm. Mm-hmm. That one's a good one. Yeah. Carlos, say a tongue twister in Espanol. Pablito Clavito clavó siete clavitos en la cabeza de un calvito. ¿Cuántos clavitos clavó el calvito en la cabeza de Pablito? Yeah. Awesome. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> Translate it. Say it again. Pablito Clavito. Uh... Uh-huh. <laughs> Keep going. So like Pablito is um Pablo is Paul. So like Paul Hammer. So like little Paul? Little yeah. little Paul Hammer. Seven hammered seven nails. In the head yeah, like a bald guy. Mm. <clears throat> It, it went dark. Do you want to know what's interesting about what you just did there? And it just reminded me of something. Uh. So Carlos was just, so Christina's bilingual, if you all didn't know that. Um, so she just had to translate what he was saying to us. Mm-hmm. But she couldn't just take the word few word. words and translate it. She had to get the full context of what was going on yep. in order mm-hmm. to fully bring that translation. Yeah. And as soon as you were doing that, it like immediately brought me back to people try to do that with scripture. Yeah, you can't do where that. Where they take a few 
words of the scripture or they take one scripture or they take all these specific things Mm -hmm. and they try to understand what the Bible is saying. They try to understand what Jesus is saying and they can't get the full context of it Mm -hmm. because you're not reading it in full. Do you know how many scriptures that I learned um, as just kind of rubbing shoulders with, with church? Like, let's be honest, right? Like, you have lots of scriptures that are very common. Oh, like John three sixteen. <laughs> but I have no idea off the top of my head what it says in one through fifteen. Okay, so you have yeah. the you are like you have a lot of these scriptures yeah. that you just know, mm-hmm. and there have been multiple times where I've gone back to those scriptures and I've read Mm -hmm. the full, like what's actually happening, who's talking, Mm -hmm. who's he talking to, Mm -hmm. like you're getting the full context and you realize the way that I've been using that scripture is not what he was talking about at all. Right. Yeah. Like that has happened time and time again. They they use it to make doctrines. They use it to make music. And then you go to the the scripture and it's like, whoa. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, in order for that to work, I have to do this, this, and this. Yeah. Scripture is not, it's the, the, the writings, whether it be the, the laws of Moses or the New Testament, are not open to your interpretation. Mm-hmm. And they're not written for people that are unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Because it'll seem like foolishness to an unbeliever. Correct. You have to believe in God yeah. for it to make sense. Yeah. yeah. So that is true. That, like, could I have translated word for word, one word at a time? Yeah. Yes. Yep. But it wouldn't make any sense. Right. You have to, what I need is the, like, give me the whole sentence so that I can get the whole thought. Yes. And then once you give me the thought, then I'll translate the thought. I learned that long ago with being bilingual. You can't, you can't translate word for word. You have to translate thought for thought. And I, I thought you were sitting there trying to figure out if the English version would make any sense but at that's all. So, I knew it wouldn't. That's so scripturally based, though. Yeah. Like, get the thought that's going on in those yeah. scriptures right now. If you go New Testament, we're supposed to have the Holy Spirit to be able to understand. And be mm-hmm. a witness. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been time, like, have you ever, again, more of the things that list, like we hear a lot, where like, oh, I just got the witness. I, like, have, have you guys ever heard people say that? Oh, mm-hmm. I just yeah. got the witness. Yeah. Well, until you actually experience like what that means, you might not you might just like know that term, but not actually understand like what it really means. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've received it a lot, but I actually just received it this morning where Joe was actually doing a dream interpretation for um, somebody. And while he was giving that interpretation, I was like physically, spiritually, like the whole thing was getting a witness of that was anointed right there. Mm-hmm. Like you can recognize when the Holy Spirit is a part of things and it's anointed because it's different. Yeah. And you can tell it's the Holy Spirit because I'm not able to do those things. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. When that's active, mm-hmm. can you feel Holy Spirit like taking over at that point and you almost feel as if you're listening to yourself? Somewhat, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you, 
you have a tendency to want to include your emotions Mm -hmm. in things. So if I'm interpreting something to somebody, I have to be really careful because I'm going to be accountable for everything I say. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to face Jesus at the judgment seat. If I say that this is what the Lord's saying to you in this dream, and I'm wrong. Mm. God's used me to correct dream interpretations. Where somebody has interpreted a dream wrongly. Mm -hmm. And their, their intention was good. But you always have to, when it's a dream from God, you have to have the answer. Correct. And he usually puts it in the dream. So it's not like you're giving the answer. You're just pointing it out. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like when some people hear that, I'm like, you're responsible for every word that comes out of your mouth. Then they won't step out. Yes. Yeah, that's not. Yes. That's the problem. That's like not taking communion because you don't feel you're, you're right. Mm-hmm. Get right before you take communion. Don't take this with like offense. In your life, leave your sacrifice at the altar. Go make amends. Come back and present your sacrifice. Mm-hmm. God's calling us to to be in His righteousness. So yeah. you repent and you try and you step. Like out. if you me- if you mess, God up. gives you mercy and He gives mm-hmm. you grace. Yeah, you just don't want to be fully reliant on mercy. Yeah, you know, so you don't want to like. You still want to put in the work. You still want to fast. You still want to pray. You still want to read the word. Mm -hmm. And you want to be built up, prayed up in the Holy Spirit before you step out in those. Because you do have, you know, prophecy is a big thing. And and also if the opportunity presents itself. Mm -hmm. So if somebody literally comes up to you and says, I had a dream. Can you help me with this? I think those are those moments where. I prefer that. You like you might be like, oh Lord, like make sure I'm prepared for this in your no. brain. But you're like, okay, those here we are go. those are the better moments because then you can look in their eyes and even reach out, grab their hand, and say, Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's <clears throat> the most apprehensive I am is when sen- somebody sends me a talk to text message of what occurred. And it's like eight pages long of a dream. Which is a very common form of communication right. nowadays. It's just, it's, it's, it, it's harder in certain yeah, aspects. Yeah, but it's not spiritual. Right. It's, it's not real. You got to be real life in certain situations. So when, when you want an encounter from God, you don't want it third person. Right. Right. So when you, when you want an encounter with God and you want to feel his presence, you don't want him to send you a letter. He already did the Bible. Mm-hmm. Read it. You'll yeah. encounter him there. Yeah. But in a moment of something that that seems of importance, importance. I like that one. In a, in a moment, t-shirt, <laughs> <clears throat> In a moment of something that seems of great importance, there has to be clear communication, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to get into the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm easy for you if you're filled yeah. right i'm filled with the holy spirit so there shouldn't be any like looking and searching for him to show up mm-hmm. so in the moment of hearing somebody's voice you're in contact with their spirit man 
right? In reading their words, I'm in contact with what they want me to hear and see. Mm. But when I'm face to face with them, I'm in contact with what the Holy Spirit wants me to hear and see. Yeah. Huge difference. Mm -hmm. Can it be done? Yes, I've done it a bunch of times by the grace of God. Mm -hmm. But if I can have a one-on-one with somebody or even a two-on-one where you're with me, Mm -hmm. where where there's two people in authority that that are searching for the voice of God to to speak to them or him to open their eyes, Mm -hmm. that benefits you more. Yeah. As the person needing interpretation. Mm-hmm. And God often uses those times as teaching moments for me to teach them how to interpret their own dreams. Yes. So what starts out as like a, a quick little 10-minute conversation ends up into uh, all of us growing together and being discipled. Mm-hmm. So it, it really does make a difference. Um, it's... It's, I don't know if, if I wanted, if I wanted God's help, I wouldn't write him a letter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would try and get face to face with him. Right. The intimacy. Mm-hmm. Like but, that kiss. Yeah. Well, there's even, again, just the, the times that we're in right now where it's everything is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, yeah. so it's all texting. It's, it's all nonverbal, but nobody's been trained on nonverbal I've communication. Ha- yeah, yeah. I've had people send me somebody's dream that's not even saved. Like they they're not a professed Christian. Can I tell you a story? Yeah. I had a dream last night. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, real quick before you get into it, the hard part about that is like one time somebody sent me a dream that was somebody else was having it repetitively, which means God is trying to establish something. Mm -hmm. It's a matter. But it was not a good dream. Yeah. So without me being able to be face to face with them and see the sincerity of my heart, of mm-hmm. wanting them, wanting to see them healed and do well. Yeah. Right now, I'm now they're just going to get a message back. This is what my friend Joe sent yeah. me. Yeah, repent, turn from your wicked yeah. way. Like, <laughs> but here's the thing: is that you better have a great deal of trust in the person that's taking your message forward. Exactly. Because it's unethical for people to Im- take what you say and add their two cents. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that that's tough. It's better to have a conversation. I, I'm so like, I'm perpetually like 27 in my brain. I'm not, (laughs) but I feel like I am. And Heidi will often make fun of me. She made fun of me for saying bet. (laughs) Basically. Actually, we said that first. I'm. I've never said bet. That's because you were from Shatek. Yeah. When have you said bet? Uh, All through the 90s. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, hey, we should go down to game domain and shoot some pool. Bet. Bet. Stop it. Mm -hmm. These kids, nothing new under the sun. (laughs) So, (laughs) calling each other bro. There was like a whole, like what, like four years of chicken butt? Chicken butt. Yeah. So, like, here's the thing. So, um, 
I'm perpetually young. And so I always am like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like if I can text Mm -hmm. or email or Mm -hmm. like do live chat for support, like Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm inclined to go there just because like, I don't love talking. You have a master's in communication. (laughs) (laughs) Bachelors. Bachelors. But like still. I'm speaking of things. Yeah. Speaking of things. But like. Here goes another The problem years. is that people, especially older generations, um, see younger people use emojis. Mm-hmm. And emojis have evolved into like a necessary thing. Also, LOL. You don't say LOL anymore because you're actually laughing out loud. You say LOL when you're trying to deliver a tough message you want to lessen the blow. Mm. It's become a different tool. It doesn't mean laugh out loud. LOL means like jk don't be mad at me right interesting which is also funny because when mm -hmm. i l when i actually lol i actually type i I just actually lol because you know that it doesn't actually mean it right you're like hey where's that thing i've been asking you for lol hate to bug you lol and the higher the stakes and the more anxious you feel the more lols you'll throw in because you're trying to reassure the other person like i'm not really mad oh my gosh but like i just need to know where this thing is and younger people i want to go back and look now they'll use like emotional or like that sort of thing and there's a lot of times at work where I'm like a little bit more old school I guess like I thank you period is very different than thank you exclamation point yeah Yeah, it is it is I always do exclamation point okay is very different than Mm okay okay so like there's things that get taken out of whack really in written messages and it's like everything is open for interpretation you could say what are you doing right or you could say hey what are you doing Mm -hmm. like i can read it however i want to yep and your intent i was just telling joe this your intent is like five or ten percent of the whole interaction right Mm -hmm. yep the perception is the actual communication, how someone decodes, you can encode a message however you want, but it's how someone decodes your message. Yeah. And And how they perceive that could literally be different. Like depending on what mood they're in. Correct. Most of the time. Insane. Yeah. So I could give a dissertation and might someday on communication and nonverbal communication. The clothes you wear sends a message. The way that Joe is sitting right now sends a message. The way if you're wearing a hat or not wearing a hat, if you're clean shaven or not, the decor in your house sends a message. All of those things is nonverbal communication. I had to do a huge project on nonverbal communication. And do you know what I chose? Traditional liturgical church versus contemporary evangelical church Mm. and i took a picture of each and one of them you could tell it was a church yeah and the other one you couldn't yeah is that something when i got to see espen's fire Mm -hmm. when he became greek orthodox because he's always been passionate about history Mm -hmm. and it's like the oldest Mm -hmm. form of christianity so then going to that church, that chapel up in, in St. Paul, mm-hmm. and seeing the art. Right. Oh, my gosh. Just beautiful, mm-hmm. violent yeah. art. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the depiction of Christ on the cross was unsettling Yeah, in a good way. Mm-hmm. When I walk into a church that's like modern um, <clears throat> 90s, like Jesus Jam CD, God brings all things together for my good. That's not even what the scripture says. It says mm-hmm. that. For those who love me and are called according to my purpose. Yeah, but that doesn't, like, how do you, it's not catchy. Right. So <laughs> it's I, a I, lot get, of I get that. Like, yeah. for me, when people just sit and rail on, like, different doctrines and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it, it, it's, it's almost unsettling to me because I know that those people didn't enter into that call because they thought, oh, I'm going to be a Catholic priest. I'm going to make a lot of money doing that. No, they had a legitimate call from God. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting is that I put side by side a <clears throat> Maroon 5 concert and a worship service via photographs, and you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. Hmm. You couldn't. You couldn't. Which is just something, it's food for thought. Yeah. You know? Like, we're called to be set apart. We're called yeah. to be something different. I will say the younger generation, like Gen Z, they're very into Jesus of Galilee. Like give me, they don't want the bright lights. They don't want the LEDs. They want, they'll take an empty warehouse with natural light mm-hmm. in the middle of the day and they'll worship God with all their hearts. Mm-hmm. They like, and Gen truly, Z is what? Like the 20 year olds right now tw- and younger. Yeah. I'm not a, I, I don't, I don't love smoke machines. Yeah, you've never. But, like, uh, that was a big thing, you know? And that's how you, like, drew people in was, like, the lights and yeah. some of that. But, like, now people truly are, like, no, I don't need I don't need the the pomp. Mm-hmm. And Smoke machines don't make me look good. No? I've been called into churches to clean up the oil that they leave they behind. Yeah. And they're, like, really hard to get the oil out of the carpet. Oh, yeah. Are they even a thing anymore? Yeah, some places. Some places. Do you yeah. want to hear my funny thing? No. Yeah. Um, I was having a dream, mm-hmm. like, this morning or, like, last night. Like, the wee hours. Yeah. Okay? And I was, like, in this dream, I kept having this phenomenon where, like, I could feel somebody breathing on the back of my left hand. Mm. And, like, no matter what I did, I could not shake this sensation, right? And I was, like, in the dream. Carlos is a nightmare sometimes. <laughs> that just, like, I was, like, what? Carlos opened the door and it creaked. But I said to Heidi, I was in the dream. I was like, dude, you got to look at my hand and (laughs) you feel it. And she was like, this is spiritual in my dream. She's Mm -hmm. like, this is spiritual. I can feel it. Yeah, it's there. And like, I'm like, I can't shake this feeling of somebody breathing on my left hand. And do you know what? I woke up. And Carlos was breathing. <laughs> he was breathing. He was breathing on my left hand, and it was in my dream. And I couldn't shake this sensation of someone breathing on my hand. I was like, "God, it's following me everywhere I go. I can't shake it. It won't go away." I still think do you, it was do spiritual. You need, yeah, do you need? <laughs> I still think it was spiritual. <laughs> like even I still. No, what I did that's in the so dream. funny. So, do you need healing in your body? <laughs> Duh. Because a hand always represents healing. But why was it breathing? And why was it? <laughs> so husbands often represent God because you're the bride of Christ. But I didn't know that right. until I woke up. But 
if you think about scriptural context of what the breath of life is, you know, that God, what, what, is, what is God's name? Yahweh. Mm-hmm. It's the sound of breathing in and out. Mm-hmm. If you say Yahweh like that, how, how they had to say it in Israel, like when God, when they said, what is your name? Close. They said, "What is your name?" Yeah, and that was the sound they heard. Yeah. Okay. Well, he was doing that on my left hand. So left is supernatural. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like the rest of my dream was like spiritual. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a an intimate moment. An intimate moment. Okay. I was real irritated. Enough to. Oftentimes I'll be like, "Roll over, breathing on me." But I rolled over. But I was just like, how funny is Isn't that? Isn't it interesting, yeah. though, that something was happening. So you didn't know it because you were asleep. Mm-hmm. Something was happening in the physical. Yeah. And your subconscious, your spiritual piece in your dream was taking it toward a spiritual context. And it was probably God giving you an, uh, an enlightening or an awakening to like the dream aspect of spirituality mm-hmm. the the fact that she kept saying it's spiritual like driving really that home. Too. i was like shut up Heidi. <laughs> it just feels like someone because it, on it. yeah because it like the, we when we are called out by god for something new our our flesh fights it mm. so th- we battle not against flesh and blood but against principalities power spiritual mm-hmm. sometimes the principality and the power is your will new things are happening with you and you've been under attack but, which is always a good sign <laughs> but i'm not laughing because he's saying that i'm laughing because like it's true it's true <laughs> it's uncomfortable like okay so people comedians a lot of the times the reason you can laugh so hard at them it's relatable is because mm-hmm. it's extremely relatable and it used to hurt and it used to hurt so when we say like you know that like some good stuff's coming because you've been under attack. Like we laugh at that because <laughs> you have to. What yeah. what mm-hmm. else can you do, really? But yeah, and we're not ill-equipped. Absolutely not. No. And he is doing something new with you, though. So I think that dream was. What all- is it? Can you tell me? Yes. Well, yesterday. What you were doing something in worship that was new. I could feel it. Probably. Uh huh. Like yeah. I felt. I felt there was like. Um, spontaneous, prophetic. We were getting there. You were getting there. And and as soon as it started to happen, I immediately Mm. recognized it. And I was like, yes! Do you know what's interesting? Is that Max and I were playing together. And at the same moment, we both changed. Wow. Like the beat. Wow. Like in sync. And I wasn't looking at him. Mm -hmm. But he just like immediately. Sometimes you can see because I'll smile. Because it just happens naturally. Yeah. But yeah. But like we've we've had multiple conversations about this like spontaneous prophetic with you. Mm-hmm. And like it's it it started yesterday. Yeah. It's, it's not an easy place for you. No. Because you. I can't unclench. You've been classically <laughs> trained. Been classically have you been, trained. Have you, you been, been classically, classically trained? trained? <laughs> Oh, you play an instrument? Have you been classically trained? <laughs> now, let, so let me ask a question, though. Now, this is where discernment comes into play, because this is where I'm learning. 
this discernment stuff really gets in my head. But when again, people don't people don't spend any time on it. Right. But the same thing that we started out with, like you can't go off of part of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes like like I started to translate what Carlos was saying, but I stopped myself and I said, okay, keep going. Yeah. Okay. And I think that that is sometimes what happens with us too. And we say, we start and then we go, okay, we don't have enough information to know yet. Mm. Yeah. So let's keep going and then we'll get more information as we go. And if it's meant to come back up and fit in, where it should then it will yeah and if it doesn't then we'll know do you know what i mean yeah and we we have to learn with discernment not to not to weaponize it so people only think about discernment when there's evil in the room mm-hmm. we also um it, people want to be very reactive And they want to be able to say, I told you so. The idea, really, I would think, the ideal situation is that we would be proactive and that these things can't come nigh our dwelling Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we have authority here. Yeah. And we've Mm -hmm. placed, because we've placed our foot here. Yeah. And that it should be proactive in in that we're not reacting, but we're on the offense, not the defense. Mm hmm. We're taking up space. <clears throat> yeah. This is our domain mm-hmm. because Jesus said so yeah. through his blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got me praying over my house right now. <laughs> <the blood>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it would be interesting to have people, if, if I had a way to bring people to places with me. Like this house? Like anywhere. Because <laughs> I, I have a lot of weird experiences. You do. And yeah. And I, but God puts me in places. I feel like he prepares you for every single one of them. Sometimes. Don't you though? Well, like there's, I feel like if I, if I, I feel like if I was on the truck with you, I would be in that mode that I was just in like all the time. Let me tell you, in my personal experience, I've had weird stuff happen lately that I am not prepared for, but going forward, I will be. Mm-hmm. When you're squeezed, yeah. Sometimes you're you're. This is this is the thing. You get squeezed, and then what comes out, mm-hmm. you get to you get to work with. Yeah. So it's either like, wow, that that came out of me. That's not what I expected. When I almost when it, when that woman ran me off the road. Yeah. I was screaming. Jesus, don't let me die today. Do you think he heard you? I'm he here. I thought everybody on that highway heard me. <laughs> but he, that's not what totally I expected. You. Do you know when I when I hear people say stuff like that, I, I mentally picture like Jesus like turning his head <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like hearing you. Like, he did. Yes. Because I, yes. I'm here and, and yes. the police showed up and they're like, how? They're, I was just thinking in the shower the other day. You remember when the, the brake lines went yeah. on the cab mm-hmm. like three thirty in the morning. I had to go meet all my guys that worked for me that were from jail. Mm-hmm. From jail. Yeah. <laughs> they were the only ones that wanted to work that early when <laughs> they were doing awesome. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just started witnessing to these guys. Cause one of them's dad was a Lutheran minister. 
and he was adopted and he had just gotten out of prison because he got in trouble. So his, his life coming back into society, he gets this job and I would every morning at five on our first break, I would read devotions. I've talked about this before. And one morning he says, what are you doing over there? That's so much better than talking to the rest of us. I said, it's my devotions. Like it's Bible. Well, if that's if it's so good, why don't you read it to all of us? All right. So I walked over, sat down, and I started, and that was not my strong suit, was reading out loud to a bunch of guys that are all, you know, been in prison. Mm-hmm. So I start reading. Well, then it turned into like every day mm-hmm. of them sitting down at five in the morning to do my daily devotional with me. And then all of a sudden, a couple weeks in, I'm driving to work and I'm not on time. (laughs) So I'm going a little over what the posted speed limit is, but there's no traffic because it's 3.30 in the morning. And all of a sudden the light is changing and I touch the brake pedal and it was like pressure and then no pressure went straight to the floor. And I look down, I'm going 65 on Claremont, down the hill past Dragon Eddy's over the new bridge. And there's a semi across both lanes. And I shut my eyes and I jerked the wheel to the left. And I said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And all of a sudden I'm coming up the other side of that wrong side of the road. Man. I'm on westbound traffic Yeah, on 12 coming up the other side had to hit the ditch to get back in the right side of traffic. And I thought, if I hit the ditch and I throw it in reverse, that might stop the car. I threw it in reverse, it shot the car off. (laughs) And I coasted up the hill. And then it finally did stop. And then I had to put it in neutral or park and restart it and then drive like idle. the rest of the way up to where I was working. Jeez. But three cars <clears throat> sitting at that set of lights, that intersection off of 53 onto mm-hmm. 12, mm-hmm. were three guys watching. And they they followed me in and got around me and they were like, your car just went through a semi. Wow, I just got like goosebumps. They were like, how did you survive that? Your car just went through, and Jared, the one who was in prison was like, that had to be God because wow. I watched your car go through the, the axles on that semi-trailer. Wow. I had my eyes shut. Right. And then there was a pile of us out there on first break with the tire off in the metal brake line was sheared off. Like how does it, it wasn't rusted. It was like, mm-hmm. how did, like that's demonic. Yeah. Like something was like, I'm taking you out. And God was like, not today. Wow. And I was thinking about this the other day in the shower. I was like, man, I've lost contact with all those guys. Mm-hmm. I was like, how powerful would it be to like have them give their. You know what's going to happen now. I hope they come back yeah, into my life. They're going to totally come but back into my life I would love now. to have. Into your life. I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would cut all their hair when they got <laughs> yeah, out of jail. Would. 
Mm-hmm. And they'd want to go out on Friday night. I'd bring them to the house and I'd feed them food and cut their hair so that they could get their paychecks and go do whatever. Heidi hated it. It was, it was ministry, though. But We were in a very different place. It would be amazing to have them give their account <clears throat> yeah. of watching that Cavalier fly through a semi. Yeah. Because I, I believe. That poor Cavalier, dude. <laughs> yeah. You should see the pictures of it. It ended up being a demo derby Yeah, it won a demolition derby. Stop. Yeah, it was anointed because those cars never win anything like that. When Heidi got that car, she was like beside herself. Oh, I was like the cat's meow. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't take my Lincoln Continental anywhere. <laughs> we always had to take the cab. <laughs> and I didn't even have it a month, and I destroyed the whole back, back panel of it. Mm-hmm. And it stayed like that prone forever. Yes. We we were talking about discernment and being prepared. Yeah. And sometimes that's preparedness is just what you've done before you got there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. some people measure what they've done according to those around themselves instead of yeah. what God's done. So right? let, me, let me tell you an example. I feel like I have discernment in this area. So I haven't done a ton of altar work, but like if I work at like altar prayer, like lay hands on anything, I will like literally take a knee and put like walk through putting on my armor. Mm. Yeah. Because I know that I'm walking into a situation where I need it. And And I don't know if I took off a part of it at one point throughout my day. Yeah, You should do that daily. Of course. Yeah. But like when I'm very specifically going into a situation like that, I, I will stop myself and redo it. And most of us are called to things we don't realize. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're just not there yet. We, we have it easy. If you see something of mine, tell me. Okay. We, we have it. <laughs> well, we have it easy to kind of spot because yeah. we're like third, fourth generation. Right. So we have, grandparents where grandma and grandpa were both ordained parents same we can look back and see that you two do your grandfather was a ordained baptist minister but didn't know him and then your father had the same call helped start churches worked in churches um, didn't fully answer the call of god on his life to become in ministry he had a couple opportunities. But proximity does matter in terms of knowing what to look for. Whatever. Yeah. It was still in the bloodline. Yeah. So those things are still there. Mm-hmm. So you can you can develop it. If you think you're called and your kids aren't, you're not biblical. That's not biblical. Let me ask you a question. What if you feel like you're called but it's not in your bloodline? Oh, that's... 100%. 100%. But... There's a good chance that somebody called three generations before you. Mm, you just we just talked about that in our ran. last podcast that you and what you're doing right now is mm-hmm. the answer to yeah. generations worth of prayer. Yeah. That's why it's so frustrating sometimes outside looking in, but we've all experienced it where we're like people despise small beginnings or like having to strive a little bit for things. But think of how much further you are mm-hmm. than I the like, people that pray for you to be here. Yeah. I like looking at um, Cedric and Odessa, right? Shout out. 
So my brother he went through me, went through a lot of stuff. We mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. Right. He he went through a lot of stuff. He was born with cerebral palsy. Um, was bullied younger. He's still going through a lot. Yeah. Grew up and became a bully. Yeah. You know, and he went through a lot of rough stuff. Ended mm-hmm. up married with kids. Um, at some point, uh, made a decision. I'm not ever taking my kids to church. Right. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, those kids were raised away from the things of God until almost adulthood. And then when things went ill in their relationship, and he ended up falling ill because of addiction, he ended up coming back in with my parents, and then the kids got involved with church, mm-hmm. right? So there was... Now imagine if that wouldn't have happened for like two generations. Mm. Now all of a sudden you're babysitting the girls and they receive Christ firsthand, Mm -hmm. but they don't like, they don't know that it was there two generations ago. Like they're the first ones. Why would you tell somebody about something you're running from God for? Mm -hmm. Jonah didn't. Finally, everybody's like, God, you're just going to kill us. And they're throwing everything off the boat. And he steps up and he's like, nah, throw me off the boat. It's my fault. How do you think that felt? So people running from God don't just step up and say, yeah, I'm bringing you all down here because God told me to do something and I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. Not in this day and age. They go buy a Corvette and try and look cool. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's all about what people see, not what's going on internally. Right. We we have those three dialogues going on all the time. The one we have with ourself and our opinion of ourself of God, I hate myself and I don't like what I see and, and I'll never be this and Joe Schmo over here has got it better than I do and his wife's prettier and his bank account's bigger. And then we have the the conversation we have with God where it's like, Oh God, I don't want to die, forgive me. Mm-hmm. God, if you do this, I'll, I'll serve you. And then we go right back out and act like a jerk. And then we have the one that we have with, with everybody, right? Where, or how great your life is. Yeah, where we, <laughs> what, they get to see what we want them to see. But God, God actually gets access to all of them. Yeah. He knows the intention of the heart. Yeah. Now you look at Cedric and Odessa. Now they're both serving God. And then... Odessa, she comes from a situation like that, that now when she's sharing things of God, she's sharing it with her mother and then finds out like there was a thing that happened here with her grandmother. So she's got a little bit experience or whatever, you know, so God didn't create anybody on this earth that he didn't call in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.